Hey, everybody. This is episode one of DeQuincy and Anthony's Retro Review Podcast. Um, we're finally doing it. It's been a long time coming. It's something we've talked about for years. And uh, thanks to Corona, uh, the lockdown, quarantine, all that, all that jazz, uh, we're finally watching movies and ranting and raving about them. My name is Anthony, and sitting right across from me, as always, via Zoom, my pal De Quincy. Hey guys, I'm gonna be upset this entire podcast. And it's not because of the movie, <laughs> it's because we already recorded this once and I forgot to hit the goddamn <laughs> record button. I'm gonna be mad, arms crossed. Uh, As if this movie wasn't bad enough. Yeah, we're about to run through it twice. Oh man, that's like that's the second time I've done that. They're <laughs> <laughs> like one of my favorite podcasts is um the black guy who tips, they talk about their first episode. They're like, you're not a podcaster until you lost your first, ep- until you lose your first episode or forget to hit record on your first episode. So <sighs> we haven't lost it yet. Although the last one almost disappeared, but we haven't lost it yet. Oh God. This is the second one that. This I- is the first I'm just hearing of this. <laughs> oh yeah. This is the first. No, this is the second time I've got to record. I'm just, uh, I'm disgusted at myself and just mad. I'm mad that we got to do this damn movie again, and we were like 40 minutes into the podcast. This is ridiculous. Uh, no way, really? We we're that far in? We started at seven, and it's now 7:55. Oh my god! Yeah, you're right. Oh, that's sickening. <laughs> um, well, you know. We did this long uh, explanation of what we're doing. Uh, To shorten it up, a long time ago, DQ and I talked about watching movies and discussing them, you know, thumbs up, thumbs down, you know, good or bad, whatever. Mm -hmm. And we decided to focus on uh, Marvel superhero movies. And so (laughs) – we're starting off with um, Ang Lee's Hulk, which, in my opinion, is one of the worst superhero movies I've ever seen. And again, why did you pick this one first? One, to get it out of the way. Two, um, because it's just so bad that it's it seemed like a fun idea to to rant about for the first episode. Because, you know, I like way too many of these movies. <laughs> Than I than I hate. So, why not kick it off with a with a bang, with a with a a hated movie like this? It's gonna get the double hate from me. Two barrels of hate. Ah oh, man. So, let me just tell you, we're just gonna go through the movie. We're gonna do the important beats from beginning to the end. And once we get to the end, we'll talk about what we liked about the movie, what we disliked, uh, our grade for the movie, a scale of 1 to 10, and things that we would do different if we were in the director's chair. So that's the plan. And we're starting with, like I said, Hulk, the 2003 film, directed by Ang Lee, starring Eric Bana, Jennifer Connelly, Sam Elliott, Josh Lucas, and Nick Nolte. The movie cost $137 million and it brought in $245 million. And again, like I said in the first non-recording, I'm <sighs> glad you brought that up because I couldn't believe it made that much money. 
which for 2003 was a lot of money. Um, I couldn't believe it, it did made that much money for how bad it was. Uh, but I guess that's all you had at the time. You know, we, we didn't have any standards to, uh, to really um, uphold, you know, fans and filmmakers are like alike. We're still, you know, getting used to Marvel, Marvel movies. Cause I think only X-Men and Spider-Man had um, been released before that, which were really good movies in their own right. But still, um, as good as they were, they still didn't like, you know, set um, an impossible bar to reach. And Ang Lee's Hulk, even <laughs> Ang Lee's Hulk was no different. It set no bar, and it reached no bar yeah. <laughs> either, in my opinion. Yeah, and it <clears throat> basically what happened to this movie was word of mouth. Because the opening weekend, it made $62 million. Wow. On the second weekend, it had a drop of 70%. (laughs) So that's that's $62 million. That's like a quarter of his total gross. Right. And it made $132 million in foreign countries. So damn near half of the money was made was outside of America. Wow. Okay, now now those figures make more, much more sense. With a final North American gross of 132 million, it became the largest opener not to earn 150 million dollars. Wow! So no movie that's ever made that uh, 60 million dollars in the opening weekend has not made 150 in America. Movie crashed and bombed quickly mm-hmm. all right uh so you want to start at the beginning yeah um this movie starts in the 1960s i guess mid to late 60s um david banner who is ultimately revealed to be bruce banner's father dum, dum, uh, dum. Right, is working for the government in what looks like nevada um during the nuclear testing of the sixties. Um, it's, you know, one of these like engineered towns for, uh, for military families. Yeah. It's like, like I said, last podcast, if you ever play call of duty multiplayer, it's the new town now. Gotcha. Um, I feel like that went over your head cause you don't play video games. No, yeah, way <laughs> over. Okay. Uh, okay. I'll, ta- I'll take your word for it. I trust you. All right, um, continue. Yeah, so, you know, David Banner is working for the government. They're working on what's revealed to be basically a, what you mentioned, um, a super soldier serum, something that the military can use to its advantage to help soldiers in the battlefield. Yeah, what what Banner's doing is trying to introduce – modify animal DNA into human soldiers so they can run faster, process information better, and heal faster on the battlefield. Basically, right. animal Captain Americas on the, on the battlefield. 
And much to no one's surprise, uh, progress progress was uh, not being made at all for David Banner. Mm-hmm. And so he decided to experiment on himself, which uh, to this day, I believe, is still a, a big problem <laughs> with the government. Yeah, because he, were, he was reporting to Thaddeus Ross, you know, uh, big enemy of the whole time. Ross basically told him, you're not going to have any human test subjects because this is the science is too unknown. So he's like, well, fuck yeah, I'll just use my own body. Which is great. Which is it's always great to use your own self as a test subject. Great. That's right. I mean, you know, might as well, if, you know, better you than some poor sap who is just trying to make a few bucks. Let's see what you don't a, know what you're doing. You know, to be a test subject. Mm-hmm. So moving on. Especially when gamma radiation is involved. Yeah. So moving on. So one day. David comes home after a long day of work and experimenting on his own dumb ass. And his wife, Edith, who tells him that she is pregnant, but she doesn't say it like that. Her exact quote is, where is it? I'm going to have a baby. Not, we're going to have a baby, or <laughs> I'm pregnant, or oh my God, I have something to tell you. I'm so excited. It's like, I'm going to have a baby. Boop, boop, boop. End sentence. <laughs> yeah, it, I wrote this quote down because it was, <laughs> it just felt so, what's wrong with just unemotional, best way to put it. Like, it was, it would be the same way of me announcing that I was, I bought a steak at Kroger today. Like, I'm going to get a steak. And she's like, I'm going to have a baby. And the look on her face after she told him that was a look of, God, I wish if we didn't live in the 1960s and abortion weren't frowned upon, I would I would eject this child so fast. Right. Because I remember, I don't remember if you remember, but after she tells him, she looks at him, her face just starts twitching. Right. And he looked pissed. <laughs> yeah. Although we later see that she does become a good mother, uh, this definitely was not the plans for her. Right. right. So moving on, nine months later, beautiful bouncing Bruce is born. And while he's inside his baby's crib, his father comes, yanks his pacifier and as a way to get an emotional response. And when Bruce starts crying, David notices that his legs change green. They become a shade of green. And that's when he figures that, oh, all the stuff I did to myself, I passed it down to my son. Which Good job, think, Dad. How long was he doing experiments on himself? Long enough to pass it down to, yeah, he was, to he his was offspring. Injecting himself with any and everything. Man. So... Like any good father would do, instead of reporting this to, you know, the authorities and trying to actually get help for his son, he decides, I'm going to keep experimenting. And my question to you, do you think David Banner was trying to help Bruce and find a cure for him or just use him for his own needs? No, of course not. He's trying to get results. (laughs) I mean, 
That's what I, it's all about. I love how I answered. I asked the question with two answers. Your first thing was no. Was, okay, which one you say no to, sir? Both. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh. Uh, what'd you say? Oh, the the objective was to get results. The objective was to get results, and uh, that's that was his main focus. Yeah. I mean, if you were pissed that you're gonna have a kid to begin with, and you weren't overwhelmed with joy after he shows up a few months in what's going to stop you from not getting the job done yeah and i've we're going to see through examples throughout this movie but i really feel like david banner felt like his son was more of a science experiment than an actual child absolutely like how can this help me and benefit me in my career and not hey let me love and respect my son and you know help him grow up in a stable environment that was never his goal with his offspring. So moving on. Oh, before I forget, one of the favorite scenes in this movie was um, Bruce was playing with some kids out in the backyard and one of the kids hit him with a stick and he just came into the house all nonchalant, no emotion, anything. And, and, the other kids like, yeah, we were back there playing, and this other kid hit him with a stick, and he didn't show no emotion. He didn't do anything, no crying. He just came in here. And when he goes to his mother, you can see his arms turning that same green that his legs did earlier in the movie. And so his mother either patches him up, sends him back outside to play, and the other lady that was there uh, having a social visit with his mother was like, wow, any other kid would have been crying and rubbing their heads off. And Edith just plays off like, oh, that's just Bruce. He just models everything up. It's fine. Which I feel like that's a very that's a very sixty thing. Like you just hold your man, you hold your emotions, and you don't cry. Of course. It's very uh very foreshadowing, you know, yeah. to the Hulk himself. Yes. So moving on, Ross finds out about David's uh, experiments, and it's clear that they didn't like each other. Yeah, working they, together, you know, at all. So Ross was always looking for a reason to get rid of this guy. Yeah, hundred percent. So what happens is he shuts down David's experiments. He kicks him out, and okay, here we go. So for some reason, this is where, this, is, this is the point where we dis- basically discover that we had been recording. We're about five minutes. Uh, yeah, we're running through. We're rushing right now. So I just want to say this. You're getting rid of a guy who has access to all kinds of high-tech material, uh, high-tech um, infrastructure, equipment. There's a gamma bomb that he has the goddamn keys to. And you don't shut down anything. You go and fire that guy. And you don't bring two MPs with you to make sure that he goes quietly into the night. You like if you're General Ross, you know this guy's an asshole. You've been dealing with him for years. You think you can just fire the guy and everything's gonna? He's just gonna, you know, walk walk away, go home to his wife, and be like, "Well, looks like we gotta do something new now, honey." No, it, I, that part just befuddled me because, like I said to the on the Lost podcast, if I get fired tomorrow, Tuesday, if I get fired. When that happens, my supervisor is going to be there. 
Also, it's going to be two men to make sure that I don't do any funny business, get my badge, get any kind of security stuff I have, walk me out to my car, and say bye-bye. Like, I don't does know, does did that just not happen in the military in the 60s? They're like, okay, you're fired, good luck with you. We trust you to, to exit on your own. You know, you've been, and, you've been a jackass for about six, seven years, but now that we're firing you, after you went behind our backs and the experiments we told you not to, it's all golden. We don't need to please, walk you out. Please close the door on your way out. Yeah, please close the door on your way out. Leave your keys right there on your desk. Right. You know, it's like if, you, if you're getting fired, they've restricted your access 20 minutes before they even told you you're getting fired. Yes. Like what is going on here? This guy has his keys in hand still and makes his way to the control room to – to set off a nuclear bomb. Yes. Like the, you're firing the guys with you're firing a guy who has access to keys for a, a gamma bomb and you don't take away his access. What dumb, dumb nice dumb, job. Dumb, 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 dumb. All right. So after David access the bomb, he uh heads back to his house where both Edith and uh David I mean, Edith and uh, Bruce are hiding underneath the, the table in a very 60s way. Very 60s way. And that's, I'm glad they got that right because that's what you did back in the 50s and 60s. When you, you heard the sound of alarm for a bomb, uh, you know, during this, that Cold War era, you know, that's what you were taught was to hide under a desk because that's the safest place you could possibly be. Yes, this desk that was made somewhere in China is going to save us from a nuclear bomb. No, it's still made in America. Okay. Anyway, so uh, David makes it home, and he pulls Edith into the bedroom where he and Edith get into a shouting match, arguing, fighting, and Edith screaming, no, no, no. And we see this from the eyes of Bruce as he sits there, underneath that table still and all of a sudden the door flings open and when it flings over it goes into darkness and we flash forward about hmm, I would say a good 14-15 years to a teenage Bruce in his adoptive parents house waking up from a nightmare and his adoptive mother whose name I don't remember because I did not write it down she goes she's not important in this she goes up there she asked him, well, what was your nightmare about? And he says, I can't remember. And we find out that Bruce has no memories from his childhood years. Everything's been completely repressed. So next day, Bruce is getting ready to go to college. His adopted mother gives him some advice about, you know, you'll be, you know, the standard going away spill like you're gonna do great things and you always have a home here blah 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 and we have another flash forward flash forward sorry to bruce working as a geneticist within the berkeley biotechnology institute with his girlfriend bet well ex-girlfriend at the time i believe betty ross now as bruce is heading into the building we see two security guards heading out of the building. And would you like to tell the people who, who they are? Of course, man. It was Stan the man himself, Stan Lee. And, yeah. and the original Hulk, 
Lou Ferrigno, looking jacked as ever. Looked like he could still win Mr. Olympia. <laughs> but um, And very much looked like a security guard who should be working, you know, on a college tech campus. Yeah. Um, it was cool. I mean, it was, I think, the second cameo that Stan made. Um, he was in Spider-Man, or the first Spider-Man. And, uh, you know, it was cool because... You know, they were clearly setting the stage for him to make cameos in all of the movies going forward. Um, so that was one of the lone bright spots of this movie for me, at least. <laughs> yeah, it's one of them. Uh, okay, so he he's working at Institute along with uh, Betty Ross, and they're working on nanobot research to achieve instant cell repair with, you know, gamma radiation. So basically... That sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah. It's the same process his father was working on many years ago. So this movie is supposed to take place in the 2000s, so it's 40 years ago. Well, okay. So they're using it. They have planned to use it to cure sicknesses, you know, things like cancers, Alzheimer's, dementia, dementia, things like that. They had their first experiment on a frog, and it, everything goes well for about two minutes until, I guess the best way to put it, like the cells just rapidly grow at a pace that the body can't handle, and the frog explodes from the inside out. So next day, they're accosted by General Glenn Talbot, which this is... This annoyed me. It's a slight pet peeve, I guess. But he had left the military to go into contract work. He's no longer a general. What you leave? Like, you leave that title behind. Like, I guess other people in the military call that, but I wouldn't call him Major General. You're not in the military anymore. You're just Mr. Uh, Talbot. But anyway, sorry. Slight tangent on a dumb movie with a lot of tangents in it. <laughs> so he comes to those to them and he asks. Basically, he makes an offer for them to come work for the military so they can bring their research to military operation, helping troops. Basically, again, doing the same thing David Banner wanted to do in the '60s. And like the dumb idiot ideological scientists that they are, both Betty and Bruce turned down. Are you you're saying you uh, wouldn't turn turn all that money down? Look, look, you're talking about me. You you know how I get when the money comes. I I tell athletes to get as much money as you can. <laughs> we we literally have a story where I ran into Dallas Keiko at Petco <laughs> during his free agent, and I told him to get as much as he could. <laughs> all right, <laughs> I wasn't like, hey, you want a World Series? You stay. I told that man to go get. Go get every dime he motherfucking could, okay? That's how I live. see it go, but if you're getting paid, good on yes, you. Yes, good on you, because that's how, shoot, that's the life I want you to live. That's the life I want to live. Listeners, I want you to have the same life. You get as much money as you can before you go, because management will try to screw you and take every dime away from you, so get everything you can every day of your life. I want you to be prosperous. Up here, I want you to be richer. <laughs> want me to be richer. But yes, I would have taken the money because he even says, it, like, the beginning that was just a polite, um, 
a polite gesture to ask them if they were enjoying and it was going to turn into a hostile takeover. You know the military government gets what they what they want. And by hook or by crook, they're going to get it. Might we get by the money's good. Uh, let's go. Oh, and also, I forgot to mention, he's no longer going by, well, since he has repressed memories, Bruce isn't going by Banner. He's going by, what was his last name? Do you remember? Krenzler. Krenzler. Is that written. his adopted name by any chance? That yes. might be. Yeah, that was the adopted name. I have it here. I just can't spell. I just can't pronounce it. My handwriting is terrible. I was writing <laughs> so fast because I was trying to stay awake during this terrible movie. Um, they refuse. Okay, so moving on, what happens next? So what happens next is, or go ahead, yeah. So because right, I want to hear what you say. So next they have uh, one of their colleagues, Harper. He's inside the uh, gamma radiation machine. He's doing some light work on it, and he what did he do? He hit a wire or something? Okay, right. No, okay. So before that, though. Oh, go ahead. Take it from me. Is unless I'm getting it mixed up. Did we not get introduced to the janitor? No, he's not until after the after the accident. Okay. I believe so. Oh no, no, he was before, and here's why. Oh yeah, you're right. Because this is where the movie really starts to go to shit for me, because the acting turns terrible. the 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 movie is already bad. Like, so. It's late at night, and Jennifer Connelly is, you know, burning the midnight oil. She leaves the office, and there's this janitor hunkered down, you know, mopping up the floor. And here's what um, she asks: uh, she asks him, uh, "Where?" Uh, she asks him where the regular janitor is custodian or whatever mm-hmm. and he goes oh he died he's like dan's I'm dead the, <laughs> dan's dead he goes dan's dead i'm the new guy around here and, and instead of showing any emotion she just goes oh good to meet you yeah <laughs> like if you were so concerned about the the night janitor two seconds before like hey where's where's you know where's the guy i haven't seen him in a while oh he's dead there was no like what like she was just like oh well good to meet you like i was like oh i forgot about that guy quickly faster than i could forget about this movie she was like oh it wasn't (sighs) well i hadn't even thought about that but i didn't put them (laughs) and he's just like oh he's dead she wasn't even like oh what happened to him or anything she's like oh well nice to meet you oh no i wrote it down i'm sorry she goes hey what happened to benny is he not working the night shift anymore Benny is dead. I'm the new guy. <laughs> and she goes, oh, good to meet you. <laughs> just walks away. No, like, oh, what happened to him? <laughs> just taking him. For all she knows, this new janitor could have killed Benny. <laughs> oh, he definitely killed Benny. Of course. <laughs> yeah, he definitely did. And I knew, you know, this, when they didn't show his face, I was like, okay, that's his father. Right. And that was the easiest giveaway, even without recognizing Nick Nolte's voice. Well, I, even at this point, you can't, you can't not recognize Nick Nolte's scraggly mm-hmm. man voice. Yeah, they had a lot. They, same thing with uh, what's his name, the guy that plays Talbot, Sam Elliott. No, no, he plays Thunderbolt Ross. 
No, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, Ross. Yeah, oh, Elliot, yeah. His voice, like you hear it, and it's it's on. He's the oh, voice of our beer generation. <laughs> our Coors beer. Rocky Mountain. Oh, okay. So that's where I got it. Okay. Yeah. Well, continue. Do you want to go on with the uh, science experiment? Yes, because we got. I had to fill that gap because that was a, a huge sticking point oh, with I, me. Was that terrible dialogue between her and Sam and uh, Nick Nolte? All right, so that happens after the frog experiment, and then the, then the next day they run into um, Talbot, and then the axe. This little, well, go ahead, tell them what happens with the, the spectrometer. Well, they're working. Um, the what's the guy's name? Harper. Harper. He's working on it. I guess doing some maintenance, which it might have been tampered with by this new mysterious janitor, <laughs> night janitor. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is uh, he's working on something, and he tells Bruce to come in. He's got to take a look at it. And as soon as Bruce walks in the door, like he gets caught, or like a spark happens, and he gets caught in the machine. <laughs> and like, and it sets oh. off the entire. It 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 sets everything in motion. Like the uh, the nano meds are spread, which means. Oh, that means gamma rays are about to be shot into this room in about 8.2 seconds. Uh, you better get the hell out of here. So they're fumbling trying to get – because this guy, apparently his, his badge or something gets caught on the machine, which, you know, happens in every terrible movie. I'm, I'm just watching this like, where the hell was OSHA? When they put this thing together, this has all kind of OSHA violations. You telling me there isn't a switch that um rock that a Ross can hit from the outside that kills the power from the control room? Yeah, <laughs> it's like you should be able to just like hit a breaker and shut every, everything down. And it's like this right this right here would never pass OSHA standards. They'd be fined a thousand dollars a day. This don't make no damn sense. And of course, she can't. She discovers. She can't shut it down. Of course. And yells to, yells to Bruce and, and this Harper character mm-hmm. to get out. Bruce tosses Harper aside, mm-hmm. gives him a gas mask, and tells him to get out. But, you know, it's, he doesn't have enough time to get out. And so Bruce takes the hit. He takes the bullet. He gets and- zapped with God knows how many rays of – or how many, you know – Whatever, Whatever the measurement. scientific measurement is of gamma radiation. So I'm watching this. I'm wondering, does gamma radiation really work like that? Like, can you just block it with your body? Because I'm thinking it's radioactive waves. And what do you just go through you and still hit the other guy? Yeah, but the guy had that mask on. What the mask on you <laughs> about his goddamn lungs? <laughs> what about my lungs, Bruce? <laughs> like, uh, I don't know if if someone out there that can actually ask that question, you know, I would love to hear. But I just watched. I was like, I was like, lead stops radiation. That's why you wear it whenever you get like, you know, MRIs or think or X-rays, things like that. It stops radiation, but your human body wouldn't. It wouldn't <laughs> just pass right through. I may be yeah. wrong, but I'm. It's just something that I was thinking about. But um, potential inconsistency. He, <laughs> That could have been the uh, the secondary title of this movie. <laughs> so moving on. So Bruce wakes up in the hospital and Betsy visits him. And basically Bruce should be dead, but, he, but 
but he said he's fine. He feels great. His what is it? His bad knee is now his good knee. Yeah, just a just a stupid line. Like we don't, I don't need. We, who cares? <laughs> you showed no sign of having a bad knee before. You weren't walking with a limp. That's true. Um, so moving on, he said he's fine. Everything's fine. Betsy leaves, and then the new janitor comes in and claims that he's Bruce Bruce's biological father. And uh, this is a scene that pissed me off because he was sitting in that chair with those three damn dogs in the hospital. Who's letting you bring your dog? Is there no security anywhere in, in this movie? <laughs> Clearly like, not. Like how did he like how did he sneak the dogs up? I didn't see a bag. Like, did he use a stairwell? Like, how did he get into the hospital with the dogs and get up to the room? I and nobody's going to notice a, giant, no- a pit bull, a poodle, and I forgot what the other one. I think it was a, was it a Doberman? Sure, that sounds right. I have no idea. Yeah, something like that. But how the hell you get out? Or a bulldog, I think. Yeah, well. Yeah. I mean, this guy's just walking around with dogs in a hospital. Like, it's no big deal. So he says he's Bruce's father. Of course, Bruce does not immediately believe him. Like you would. You wouldn't believe somebody just coming and say, hey, I'm your daddy. No, of course not. So he believes the line until later on when he checks his own genes. And then that's when we get the first transformation into the Hulk. So can we talk about the CGI? Oh, let's talk about the CGI. <laughs> I'm going to let you let's go. talk go, about go, it. Go, go ahead. Go to CGI. Go. I go. mean, just the worst. <laughs> it was awful. He looked terrible. Like the decision, they didn't make a brand new face. It just made Eric Banner, Eric Banner's face bigger and green. No, they didn't even do that. They used another guy. I looked at the credits. There's a guy who's credited as the Hulk. Wait, is he credited like like the motion capture or actually the face of the Hulk? The face, I believe. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to actually look this up. But continue. Yeah, it, it's. I mean, like they used basically a neon green for the Hulk. I mean, it was. There was no shade. It was very, very little shading, and it just—he um, just looked awful. And his face, you know, he—I don't know. Let me, let me. Uh, still pulling up the uh, the cast. Mm. He, uh, yeah, it was just. Not a good look. It was a terribly designed looking Hulk, in my opinion. Oh, you're not the only person. I think that's like a universal belief that whatever whatever computers they were using, they definitely need an upgrade. They were running on Windows Vista. <laughs> <laughs> but that was bad. Um, so he transforms into the Hulk for the first time. What does he do to he destroys, completely destroys the laboratory. And I don't, 
remember because I don't. It was the when he turns into the Hulk, right? He loses everything in this movie, right? He's like naked, right? No, um, I don't. I don't think so. I I thought he didn't. I thought his pants stayed on. Because I thought during the second transformation where he saved what's their name from the dogs, when he transforms back, he's completely naked. Oh, he might have been. Why am I worried so much about a Hulk being naked? I don't know. <laughs> so anyway, he completely trashes the lab. He throws his, the uh, he throw, throws this. Look at me, I am tired. Throws he throws the gamma ray spectrometer through the wall, breaks it in half, destroys everything, he gets his hands on, and then just escapes and ends up back into his house. How does something like that happen? He just escapes, and there's no trail of him making it back to his house. I don't understand. He's a 12-foot green behemoth. He's not exactly, you know, solid snake out here. I feel like it was nighttime. He could Hulk, and he could Hulk leap. Yes, and you Hulk leap, and you land on something, and you land on the ground, everybody within seven miles should hear the damn vibrations. Yeah, maybe like, went out to the, to the woods or something. He went to his house. He no, went not from, right away. He didn't. I don't. I don't remember landing in his home though. I mean, he still made it to his house. He still made it to his house, correct? Yes. I mean, what he, like, I just don't understand how there's no, there wasn't any kind of trace <laughs> right. of it. No. It's like, it's like he left the lab and pulled a, um, was just a magician, Alakazam, and just disappeared and woke up in his house with Bruce Banner. Right. He just. Teleported. Yeah, just teleported out. So, there we go. <sighs> so, he's back at his house. What happened next? Well, we noticed that uh, before he leaves the facility, um, he confronts Nick Nolte for a brief moment. Mm -hmm. Who was, like, watching all of this unfold. Which then gives Nick Nolte the idea, oh, Maybe my, maybe my experiments did work. I like how you just called him by the actor's name and not his real. It's, it's, it's David. David. All right, continue on with the movie because this is where I kind of lost a little bit of focus. So if I remember correctly, Betsy come. Betty. Betty. Be Betsy. Oh, I'm off today. Betsy, Betsy is the one who. Uh, Constructed the American flag, I believe. Oh, thank you. No, no, no I Betsy Ross. Yes, you're correct. I'm getting that wrong as well. It was probably some slave, but anyway, continue on. Betty Ross comes over to his <laughs> okay. house to check on Bruce. Bruce has no memory of being at trashing the lab or or anything. He tells her he doesn't remember anything, which of course he doesn't. Um, and then at that time. Um, Thunderbolt Ross shows up with his military goons to have a little talk with Bruce because they found Bruce's wallet there at the lab. Yep. So and the mess get, he made. Yeah. So they get Betty out of there, and of course she's pissed at her father. And be, like, I never felt like he was a bad guy in this movie. 
No, he's just a guy. He's doing his job. I mean, he's like he's doing his job and also trying to be a, a good father. And sometimes those two things clash. So he seemed like an ass to his daughter, but he's still trying to do the best he can. Right. And you know, it's manifested in, in that dream that she had. You know, it's like you know, she remembers. She has fond memories of time spent with her father, but. She also remembers that those times were quickly taken because he had to leave for work, you know, mm-hmm. like right away. Yeah. Um, so there was always that conflict, you know. And so, yeah, I mean, it's hard to call him a, a villain. Um, only, a sense, only in the sense that he's kind of an asshole, but really, you know, he's doing what any military um leader would do is trying he's trying to keep people safe mm-hmm. especially when you don't know what you're dealing with and in this case a giant green monster that literally just destroyed a laboratory in like 15 minutes that's something that needs to be put under boot and heel before it, you know there's actual civilian casualties right okay so Ross inter- uh, interrogates Bruce, and he admits that he was the one who put his, uh, David Banner, his father, away for, what? well, until the start of the movie, so probably about 30, 40 years, right. and then finds out that Bruce has repressed memories of what happened to his parents, because Bruce says he doesn't remember his parents, and... Ross is like, how could you forget you were four? It happened right in front of you. And Bruce has no idea what he's talking about. So he tells tells Bruce that he's basically under house arrest. He can't leave, can't do anything. And what's, what's the Oh, so next thing. Um, no, hey, so what happens oh. is after Nick Nolte, sorry, after David Banner discovers what happened to, to Bruce, he decides to experiment on uh, or continue his experiment mm-hmm. from decades ago. Um, and he experiments on the dogs. And this is the absolute worst part of the movie. Well, the absolute beginning of the end for me with this movie. <laughs> because he creates what they call Hulk dogs. Yeah. yeah. And what are the odds that all three of his experiments go perfectly well? Like, he gets all three of the dogs to become Hulk dogs. It's scientifically impossible, <laughs> I should. think. Yeah, I think he even used some of uh, Bruce's DNA to help him with it. But still, all three of them turn in, are able to turn to not only turn to Hulk dogs, but listen to him and follow his orders. Yeah, Hulk dogs were just. I mean, the absolute worst part of this movie. Yeah. I, there, I mean, I finally got it out. There's the worst part of this movie. Oh, there's one part uh, that I hate more than the dog, so we're about to get to it. <laughs> so, so Betty goes to confront yes. David Banner. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's not happy with that. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, in scene, and we go to the next scene. 
Oh, no, no. Before that scene, Bruce is in his house. And somehow, uh, somehow David Banner planted a phone in the house. I don't know. But he calls a, a cell phone that Bruce finds under the couch cushion and tells him, hey, I, uh, your girlfriend came to visit me. I'm pissed. Now uh, I'm sending my Hulk dogs to kill her or really scare her. Yeah, and now that I'm listening to you say that, I'm wondering, did he really want to kill her or was he trying to get Bruce to Hulk out? Trans- yeah, to Hulk out. Probably trying to Hulk out. Because if like, you wanted to kill her, why the hell would you call and let the one person <laughs> right. that can actually stop you know about it? Yeah, I know. That, that makes sense. Like the that villain, makes more sense. That's like the villain 101. Tell people what you're going to do before you do it. it. It really should be like, wait till it happens and then call and be like, yeah, I killed your woman. What are you going to do now? Right. But anyway, so like you said, uh, Bruce's father, David, calls him, lets him know what's going on. And that's when Talbot decides to show up. Of course. Perfect timing. Um, he what was it? He wants to get his DNA. No, no, no. He he's pissed off because um, uh, he accuses him of going to Ross and and cutting him from the um, the research that they were doing earlier. Right. So he goes in there full of piss and vinegar and starts beating up on Bruce. And of course, that goes about as well as you expected with. with one guy being a human and the other guy being able to transform into a 12-foot-tall behemoth. And growing. Yeah. Which is another another part I hate about this movie, but we'll get to that in a sec. Oh, the when he, oh, when he got outside the house? Because he was, he was about 10 feet when he got outside the house, and those guys started shooting him, and then he grew some more. He keeps growing as he gets shot and attacked. I guess, or the more angry he gets. God, Justin, I thought the Hulk dogs were the worst. That's now the worst part of this movie. The Hulk doesn't get bigger as he gets angrier and, you know, he gets stronger. He gets stronger, yeah. But he doesn't. I mean, because, for God's sake, by this time he could be 100 feet at this rate, which would have been. The worst thing. If they had done that too, about this movie, you would have lost your goddamn mind if they would have did that. But okay, so let's continue. So I'm sorry, I'm trying to read where the hell. I am. So, so he goes to he, yeah, he escapes. He escapes. He beats up on Talbot and the rest of the goon squad around his house. He escapes and he goes. And, and as many times and as many times as he knocked. Talbot around as the whole Yo, he should be dead. Like dead, dead. He's like the last one. He threw him and he like went face first into a car at like sixty miles an hour. How the hell are you still alive? I don't. He hit his head on the pavement as well. I mean, this guy should have been obliterated. Obliterated at this point. Spoiler alert: He survives. Yeah, he survives. So anyway, uh, moving on, Bruce escapes. He goes to find um, 
what's her name, Betty. And that's when he fights the Hulk dogs. <laughs> oh, man. My only question while I was watching this is, why in the Sam hell is Betty just sitting there watching this fight and not trying to escape? <laughs> right. Get in the car and get the hell out of there. Like, she starts, she tries to start the car. Then she looks over and watches Bruce fight one of the dogs. Then one of the dogs slam into her car trying to get her to, oh, 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 oh. It's like, bitch, if you would stop watching the fight and getting on with your life, you'd be gone by now. You should be down the airstate. Like, people just don't have any kind of self, like, what's wrong? not self-awareness, but, like, that instinct to stay alive. I don't know. I'm, I'm <laughs> but, you know, of course, the Hulk wins. He beats the, he kills those dogs. Destroys them. Yeah. They, they explode. <laughs> and they were unstable anyways. Yeah. Which that goes, was the thing. Which goes one to a, back to our point of all three of them should not have been able to Hulk out in the first place. But anyway, right. moving on. So after killing the dogs, Bruce transforms back to human. And he stays with Betty. Yeah, he stays with Betty. And the next day, the military comes, tranquilizes him, and takes him to a, a secret desert base. Now, now, did Betty know that was going to happen? Because she did call Thunderbolt. She called her father and said, hey, I'm scared. And what do you do? You take care of your kid. He went and sent it, the troops, and they tranked him. Mm-hmm. Did she know that was going to happen? I don't know. Hmm. I feel like knowing who her father is, she had to have a um, pretty damn good assumption that was what was going to happen. Okay, yeah, you're right, because there wasn't – it didn't seem like there was a struggle on the flight to the base, to the secret hideout or whatever. She, it seems like she went willingly. Yeah, and also, like, when he got tranked and was going down, she was there holding him. She wasn't there, like, upset at shocked. anyone. Yeah, right, she wasn't yeah. shocked. She was holding him as he was You're right, down, you're right. So. That makes sense. So, yeah, I think this – it might have been something that she, even, like – did we see the whole conversation? Like, she may have told him what was going on with Bruce, him transforming everything, you know, they just formulated a plan or to get her out and bring him down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she, yeah. so huh. she, they take him to the secret base. Talbot wants to weaponize the Hulk's power because, of course, anything you can to help the military, that's what he's for. And he's so why he's he, still alive. I don't know. Yeah, and why he's walking. Come on, he should be in a wheelchair. Dog, I don't. You got people. You got underlings. You need to be in a wheelchair. Let someone else go in there with that damn cattle prod. Take him down. And right. the sense to me. So using the prod, he's a dude's uh, Bruce Banner. Puts him in an isolation tank and to. You know, make him turn to Hulk again. That way, Talbot can get whatever DNA he needs so he can create his own uh, military version of the Hulk. And then, oh, okay, so 
after that, we cut to the scene where it showed David back in the laboratory. Where, how the hell did he did he put that thing back into the laboratory? And was it moved back there? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like we saw it was thrown know. out on the street next to a cop car, and then and the it broke we, in half. Yeah, it had broken in half. With apparently, it still had the gamma radiation inside. <laughs> Which feels like that's something like you would. So does that not become evidence? It feels like that's not something that you put back into the lab. That's something that you uh, you take to some kind of secure military base because you don't know if the um, the isotopes inside the that create the gamma radiation, you know, if they're exposed, they're unstable. Yeah, yeah that's something that you don't want in a lab. You want that somewhere <laughs> under concrete so other people don't you know, get hit with radiation, well, gamma radiation, and die. Even in a, even in a, the most basic crime scenes, that becomes evidence. Yeah. <laughs> like you don't put the evidence back for general use. Yeah. It gets taken away. We're just poking at these potholes. I'm sorry. Anyway, he goes back into he goes to the lab and conducts the experiment on himself, and instead of turn into the Hulk, he basically turns into the Absorbing Man. Right. So, I don't know a lot about the Absorbing Man, uh, the history of him. I'll tell you one thing, he's not Bruce Banner's father, I can tell you that. Yes, I mean, see again, uh, this is where the comic book, comic book fan in me is like, eh, it's conflicted, because it's like, yeah, I get you're trying to tell a new story or whatnot, but come on, keep it consistent with what what we grew up on, what we're used to. And they definitely didn't do that. So um yeah, he's he's the absorbing man. So anything he touches, he absorbs or kind of he either absorbs its energy or its property. Mm-hmm. And we see that as he kills that black security officer. <laughs> not to not to point it out, but I mean, my God, the first guy that gets killed, come on, in the movie. There's that sizzle seeping in. But anyway, so he becomes the absorbing man, and then he turns himself in? Yes. After after saying that he accidentally killed Edith in front of Bruce, and it was all Ross's fault due to Ross's interference, which we're going to find out soon, but is not what happened. Right. In fact, find out, like, I think we're right after. So Bruce wake, wakes up. He remembers everything. He remembers that his father tried to kill him mm-hmm. because his father believed that he was a monster and accidentally killed his mother. Right. I'm replaying a scene in my head of how she died, and that was... It's a bad scene. It's, like, he has a knife, and she's holding him around his arm and then he falls forward and he just plunges a knife into her abdomen. Yeah, right. It's like, yeah. Not her abdomen. It looked like it went into her um, her shoulder. Close enough to the heart. I mean, for, for a movie, I guess. <laughs> okay, close enough. Sure, we'll go with that. So she stumbles outside right as the bomb goes off and dies. Was that supposed to be symbolism or something? 
Like, I don't understand. She was, like, reaching out for the bomb. <laughs> I don't know. It was and, – and also, her hand was stretched out for way too long for that scene. Yeah. At least five seconds. And it's like, come on, this is so stupid. Like, were you, were you reaching out? Did you want the gamma bomb to come save you? Like, I don't – Okay, continue on. So – So Bruce, you know, that, that nightmare about his dad killing his mom, it caused him to transform and to become the Hulk. Oh, okay. So another thing. Oh, yeah. So Ross uh, sends Betty home because Talbot has taken over, like, the Hulk. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, and he's pissed because they don't have access to him anymore. He or he, him or Betty. So the higher ups who are in the military decide to, that instead of letting a military man <laughs> like Ross handle it, they give the responsibility to a contractor. A contractor. Right. Go on. AKA a man not in the military. And they, they decided that that's a better idea than letting the guy who's actually in charge of the military and ha- ah, why? My only thinking, my only rationale is that you're paying this contractor a lot of money for whatever work he's doing. You're going to get the most out of him. You might as well get what you're paying for by putting this guy in charge. Because Thunderbolt Ross is just making a standard military salary <laughs> compared to whatever they're paying this Talbot character. Then you let that standard military man handle this and you tell Talbot <laughs> right. his money to go do something, go find some <laughs> other project. That don't make exactly. no damn sense why the military would, would take this out of military hands and let a civilian uh, company handle this. God, now I'm, oh, I'm, I'm mad all over. Anywho, <laughs> So Talbot sends, let's see, the Hulk is attacking the base. Talbot and his men go down to try to stop him. They shoot him with foam um, to slow his movement. Then Talbot gets some kind of screw drill to drill into the Hulk's eye, and it works as well as you expected. And then we're coming up on the the part that pisses me off more (laughs) than any part of this movie. And I think you know what part it is. So... Talbot goes to one of his um, his stooges as everybody else is running away because the Hulk is getting out of the phone. And he grabs the gun and he has basically a, a, a mini RPG. He loads it into the gun. He shoots it. It bounces off the Hulk's skin. <laughs> I'm going to repeat that again. It bounces off the Hulk's Skin, like he's made out of flubber. You even hear the bang. It bounces off. It gets embedded in the wall behind Talbot. Explodes. <laughs> and then you get the worst fucking transition in the entire <laughs> movie. This pisses me off to no end. I want you to understand that. 
Oh my it's god. An explosion. There's fire. There's Talbot jumping up and then they have a white silhouette come around Talbot like it's a like it's a fucking comic book and not a movie and then they transition to the next shot. <coughs> it oh, is. did I did I mention that's the worst scene in this movie? It is now the new worst scene in this movie. It is not only that I would get it's the worst fucking comic scene i ever seen nothing in green lantern is as bad as that transition scene right there it infuriates me so much i want my <laughs> goddamn four dollars back just for that scene alone <laughs> oh my god aren't you glad i picked this movie and this is just yeah it, man that scene was just so ridiculous it, it it felt silly. It didn't even. It was, it was the most comic booky scene of the movie. When you don't need to make it comic booky, you've already got the comic book characters. That's all we need. We don't need. We don't need to see the comic book come to life. We just you know, need to see the characters. You know that uh, Family Guy uh, clip where Peter's in the movie theater and something happens. He just stands up, and goes, "I'm out." That was me at that point. I was like, <laughs> that just completely sucked me out of the movie. That was so unnecessary, stupid, ridiculous, any word you want to use. Just, I don't understand how a multi, who the fuck saw that and, and greenlit it? Like, there are editors that were like, oh, that's okay. Producers, they saw it, they were fine. There was no one to pull Ang Lee to the side and be like, look, dog, it can't be this. <laughs> It can't be this. Right. You got to go a different direction. Any direction. It cannot be this, my man. <sighs> so next thing you see is <clears throat> Thunderbolt Ross is in, in command again. I mean, yeah. Tablet is officially dead. And uh, he wants to draw him out. He's like, he's going to destroy this place. Let's get him get him above ground. Let's get him, you know, out in the open. and We'll take care of him there. And this is honestly, this is one of the better scenes of the movie. The, this, the action sequence that follows because, you know, they're out in the desert, obviously. And it's, you've kind of forget like, you know, this, the, uh, like these, mountain not mountains but uh this you know this view exists in the country mm -hmm. like it's a really nice view like you know, you know running through these canyons and you know the 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 desert basically you know it's it's a it's a cool scene and, and you know you get to see uh, one thing i do like is that aside from him growing as he got angry um I did appreciate the power they showed he possessed. I mean, he ran faster than any, you know, fighter jet. They had they him threw running like Sonic the Hedgehog. I thought that was pretty cool, and I did. I did appreciate the Hulk leaps. Okay, the Hulk leaps I got. The running, just the animation. It looked like he was, you know, going one on one with Sonic. I, <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't a fan of that. I didn't mind it as much. He, he was. It just kind of displayed like how powerful he really is. So, mm -hmm. um, one thing that didn't anger me, <laughs> so I could, you know, oh. I won't give it a zero out of ten for sure now. Okay, so the Hulk destroys those tanks, 
uh, runs away from what was the helicopters? Uh, no, he just runs away from the tanks. Oh, he runs. Then they, then they uh, send the choppers after him. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Yeah, you're right. And then you know he runs into I don't know what mountainous formation you would call that, but they basically destroy his hiding space. They tried to they like I said turn to a parking lot, which they did a very fantastic job of trying to do. Uh, and of course, there's a Hulk, so he escapes. And the entire time he's heading to what was it, San Francisco to right. to find Betty. And Ross calls Betty, lets him, lets her know what's happening, and she just says, "Well, if he's coming to see me, why don't I go see him? That might be the one thing that calms him down." And uh, Ross relents. He sends. How the hell did they get there before he did? They, I don't know. They're the military. They they have soldiers all over. They can deploy. Yeah, but Ross was in the plane that picked Betty, the helicopter that picked Betty up, right? So he and he was in the he was at was he at the base or was he in the plane as there was? No, he was in the chopper that was fighting the Hulk. Was he? I thought he was in. Okay, he, they so. didn't pick her up. Yeah, no, she was already there. She made her way to the, you know. No, the, they they picked her up in the chopper. Remember, because the Hulk was about to throw like the fire hydrant at the chopper, and it turned, and she was inside there, and so was Ross. Okay, yeah, I I don't remember that, but yeah. Okay, yeah, no, that's coming back now. Yeah, you're right. So, so they got to San Francisco faster than the Hulk, even though they were chasing him. Remember, he jumped underwater. They made it. They all made it to San Francisco at the same time. Okay. Oh, oh, oh! You know, okay. Oh, I'm forgetting so about he, the the fighter pilot. Yeah, he 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 attacks the fighter jet, and the and Ross instructs him to fly to space. <laughs> <laughs> he'll he'll pass out. <laughs> he'll pass out before you do. That's not what I'm worried about. I'm worried about this damn. If there's no the lack of oxygen, this engine ain't flying. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about this thing. Thank you. All right. Uh, so eventually, Betty sees the Hulk. He transforms back to Bruce, and he's arrested. And so they're going to give him an execution? I don't know. What were they going to do with him? I have no idea. I'm on Wikipedia right now for the film. It says at Bruce's execution. And I don't remember that. I remember he was in basically there it had a warehouse and he was strapped down in a chair. And I remember Ross saying, Oh, we hit this button, it was saying X amount of juice into him and it might kill him. Or I don't remember them saying they were they were like they were gonna execute him. Right, they were gonna kill him if he made a move. Yes, try to. Yes, but I don't remember them being like, "Okay, we're just gonna kill him right here." Right. Yeah. So they send in David Banner for reasons. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to talk to my son. Okay. Sure thing. Sure. Why not? 
And he goes in there. He tries to taunt Bruce into turning into the Hulk again. He doesn't. And thus ensues the worst scene in this movie. I've said it five times already, but my God, this is the worst scene in this movie. Which scene? Where they're talking and Bruce is freaking out. You, you know what that made me think of? The entire time, all I could think was uh, like a, a Shakespearean play. Yeah. You know, or, father against son, you know, the conflict between father and son. Yeah. It was like they were performing. Um, ah, now I'm trying to think of a play that's not Romeo and Juliet. I'm failing. Like they're profane performing Orthello in front of the people uh, in front of the military. It's just, it's built out of place. So, at one point, you know, Bruce confronts him about everything. And he's like, yeah, you know, I, I messed up and stuff like that. And Bruce starts crying because he's upset. You know, all this is happening. Mm-hmm. And he tries to console Bruce and he goes, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Cry. It's okay. I give you permission to, to cry, to not be a man. <laughs> go ahead and cry. <laughs> I mean, he did everything but call him a bitch. Yeah. He was just like, yeah, go ahead, let it out. And then he pats Bruce on the back and Bruce starts screaming, stop. And he goes, here. Okay, I wrote this. I typed, the, I wrote this scene, this mm-hmm. dialogue down because it's, it is the worst dialogue I've ever heard on screen. Mm-hmm. Nick Nol- I'm calling him Nick Nolte. Nope. Okay, I'm done calling wow. him. I'm done. Wow. Nick, Nolte. Nick Nolte is taken aback that his son will not let him, you know, console him. And he goes, stop. Stop what? Stop what? He goes, he goes think about all those men. Oh, think about all those men out there in their uniforms, barking and swallowing orders, inflicting their petty rule over the entire globe. Think of all the harm they've done to you, to me. And then he looks out to the crowd and he goes, and he throws his hands up and he goes, to humanity. It was the worst, the worst line I've ever heard in a movie. And now my phone can die because I had that pulled up. With 2% left on my phone. <laughs> People, if you ever wondered what chewing up the scenery means, this is a prime example of it. I, I, I laughed so hard. Now, you know, now as a, as a man who's seen the movie, who knows it's a bad movie, I, I laugh at that scene now. But you got to think back then, people were really enthralled by it. And shame on you. <laughs> back in 2003, to be captivated by such passion. But my God, that was just so stupid. And then he sits down. And Bruce still crying. And all of a sudden, he starts just rambling. Not even rambling. He just starts, he starts pouting. He's mocking Bruce. He's mm-hmm. kicking his feet in the chair and just, just literally saying, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> 
it's just so terrible. Like the acting, like and Nick Nolte has been acting for a very long time. He's been around since I guess the seventies, maybe the sixties. A well-respected actor at one point, but he just lost it in this movie. He just, oh my god, it was just so bad. Just so bad the way he executes these executes these lines. I'm not doing it justice. You can't do it justice because it's just awful. I encourage people to watch this movie to appreciate how bad it is and how bad the, the acting and the dialogue and everything about this movie, how bad it really is. That, that part was bad. Uh, so after that, David has a genius idea to – I don't know how he did this, but he exposed the wires in an electrical <laughs> cable yeah. with no knife, no tools or anything, bit into the cable, absorbs all the electricity in San Francisco, and transformed it basically into... Lightning. Lightning God. Power. Yeah, lightning power, man. And the electricity also hits Bruce, which makes him transform to the Hulk. And, then, and he escapes with the Hulk. Yeah, and then they have a fight in the sky, which... <laughs> how do you describe this fight? It's basically just like every time there was a flash of lightning, there was a picture of the Hulk in some kind of pose. And there was like eight of those until he fell back to the ground. Right, that was his Hulk leap. It was like flashes of lightning. Yeah. Fighting... And then as soon as he hits the ground, uh, Dave transforms from electricity to rock <laughs> rock monster. <laughs> uh, then Bruce you know, picks him up, throws him into the water, then he transforms into into a water monster. Oh, Jesus Christ, this is so <laughs> terrible. Bruce is in the water with them fighting. David is trying to absorb all the radiation that he can from Bruce. And at one point, Bruce just decides, I'm going to let him have everything. And so he released. But also, didn't they get frozen in that lake? Sure. He dragged him down and they froze. I'm trying to get through this as fast as possible. I may be <laughs> skipping over something. So, okay, he froze. Bruce broke out. He gave all the gamma radiation he could to his father, David. Until he basically overloaded and became a a cloud, like a mushroom cloud. A mushroom cloud, yeah, an Not orb a, of of yeah radiation. Mm-hmm. And at, because that's the thing, like he was unstable. His, yeah. you know, the experiment worked on Bruce, and it didn't work on anything or anybody else. Yeah. So. It says here he turns into a gigantic sphere of water. We're staying with Mushroom Cloud. And Ross gives the order for two raptors to shoot missiles at the cloud, which kills both Bruce and David. Allegedly. <laughs> so another flash forward. It's flash forward a year later. Bruce is still presumed, is presumed dead. Ross uh, calls Betty and they they talk and Ross uh, tells her that there have been hoax sightings around, although, you know, 
he believes that Bruce is dead, so they just think they're science fiction. Betty admits that she still loves Bruce. And then we get a shot down in a South American jungle where, of course, Bruce is alive. <laughs> he's a doctor. And he's helping some civilians when the rebels run up and they try to take the medical surprise for, from him. And, he looks, and Bruce looks at the leader and says, you won't like me when I'm angry. His eyes turn green. The camera zooms out. There's, there's a tree frog on his damn hat for some reason. <laughs> the screen turns green. The Hulk's roar is, is heard, and the movie is finished. No, it didn't. Well, they've zoomed out, and he's like in the rainforest or yeah. something. Like you can't see. Yeah, anything. South America. Yeah. So presumably, he kills those guys and takes and, care of the sick kids. And hopefully, that, village. that tree frog gets to live his best life. Why was that frog there, dog? I don't know. Ah! Okay, let's go to the hardest part. What did you like about this movie? Um, the, the Nevada desert scene scenery. That's that's literally it. Um, Jesus Christ! What did I like? Uh, Jennifer Connelly is always beautiful to look at. Yes. Also, you're, you're right. Also, Sam Elliott can't. You, I mean, he's good in everything. Yes. And as bad as this movie was, he was like the one guy that didn't get shitty dialogue. Like, he was a very believable General Thunderbolt Ross. And you know, when they re when they when they rebooted the franchise or whatever. I kind of hoped they would have kept him. I mean, obviously you got to start over or whatever, but I would have been totally fine with them keeping Sam Elliott in the role of General oh, Thunderbolt Ross. Ross. Yeah. 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 So that's it. That, yeah, no, those three things. Um, I'm looking. That's, uh, yeah, that's all I got. Uh, what did you dislike about this movie? Here we fucking go. <laughs> Everything. The fact that they try to make the movie into a comic book on screen with the paneling, starting with the with Bruce's mom giving birth to him at the beginning. Like they cut that shot into three panels to look like a comic book page. Yes. Terrible. Uh the Hulk growing in size. Hulk dogs. Nick Nolte. Jennifer Connelly's dialogue. Mm. Uh, I mean, we've covered it. That, <laughs> this movie stinks. That transition, that transition scene. Oh, that's the <laughs> that's the worst in all of me. Oh man, it's gonna haunt me through my dying days. It'll be in my deathbed with my children surrounding me. Like, why did they do that? <laughs> um, let's see what else. What else? I I didn't like how this movie was just played completely straight up. There were no like really. There was no, was it funny parts of it? There wasn't right. like any jokes. It was like a really serious. Like it was weird. They played this like a really serious movie, but still had like like you said those comic book transitions. It's like those two things didn't don't gel well. Like yeah. if you want to have those comic book transitions, it works better like 
something like Deadpool, like, where it's sure. wacky and zany. This was like, it's a serious movie with unserious editing. Right. I mean, they shot, I mean, they, they, it was played out like, like the series, like it was a, a, a drama, like the, the Incredible Hulk TV show was, you know, it was a drama. It was a primetime television. So, you know, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't meant to be funny. Or very little comic relief. And this movie was, you no, know, it was played out the same way, like very little comic relief. Yeah. Also, you have a movie with the Hulk, and the fight scenes are few and far between. Right. Mostly like done many, at night. Like, how many were there? Was the one at the end against his father, the one against the dogs? Both at night. So it's like not well lit. It's not great. It's not great for an action scene because it's hard to see. Mm-hmm. And then what else? There was his little mini fight with Talbot that lasts a whole 60 seconds uh, the the desert team you know the that was that was the one cool part of it fighting yeah. in the desert fighting in the canyons yeah but even that fight wasn't that long I mean no no going against the tanks it was only like what three tanks outside four four okay so um this a massive like I said, behemoth destroying everything in the world, and you only see four tanks to fight him. Right. Does not make any sense? And then you had the little chase scene with the helicopters, uh, the it, where the Hulk does more running away than actual fighting. It's right there. There what for Hulk's for you know a guy whose tagline is Hulk smash. There was not a lot of smashing in this movie. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing I I hated. Um, we already discussed the CGI. I hated that this movie was two hours and change. Yo. <laughs> two hours, dude. Come on. You could have gotten this done in an hour, an hour and 20 minutes. An hour and a half. It, that didn't make any damn sense why this song. Um, so we're talking about bad. Some interesting notes that I found. Um, Banna. You know, played Bruce Banner. He signed on for this movie and also two additional sequels. Oh God! Uh, let's yeah, see. Keep. <laughs> I'm sure he's still waiting. <laughs> keep waiting, bud. I'm trying to like uh, the original script featured a fight between the Hulk and a school of sharks. There was a storyline. I don't, I don't want to think about that. The storyline. <laughs> Storyline featuring Bruce Banner, who prior to the accident, which turned him to the Hulk, experiment with gamma radiated insects. Oh, experiment with gamma. Basically, he experimented on three convicts and gave them gamma radiated DNA, and they would have turned into insect men that would cause heart havoc, which would have made him the bad guy, which would have made him his father. Right. And considering in two hours, you couldn't have given some you like we couldn't have gotten a a, a creation of a, of a villain to fight besides Hulk dogs. Yeah, like you could have. I mean, something like the Abomination. You could have 
you have you you gave you stretched this movie out long enough where you could have shown that and given the Hulk someone to fight. Hell, you could have turned his father into the abomination, give him the Hulk's power, but just make him unstable instead right. of turn him to the absorbing man. Like, just make it to where he can't con- his transformation, he can only transform once and he can't transform back, but he still keeps his intelligence, you know, something like that. Right. But, uh, so what would you do differently in this movie? Oh, one, I'm sorry. One other thing I didn't like about this movie, it's just too... I don't want to sound, I'm sound dumb or anything, but it's just too sciencey, too smart for its own good. Sure. It explains to... It's, it's trying to explain the Hulk too much through the science. It's like gamma radiation transformed. We didn't really need to see all the... the what his father did to him. Like we could have got a backstory with his father being a jackass and kill him. We didn't need his father being a, um, a rogue scientist experimenting his own, own child. Yeah. That's part of this. The part of that's the part about mutations is that a lot of times they're, they're can't be explained. They, yeah. you know, mutations happen. Mm-hmm. And if he had just been hit with a gamma bomb, you know, his genes were already, uh, genetically you know suited to to take gamma rays or they were altered in the explosion didn't necessarily have to be because you know it was passed on to him uh even even through the past only be something like oh because his father worked with gamma radiation affected him and he passed it down to his son it didn't need to be his dad doing experiments yeah And in fact, that probably would have made a better story of like, oh, the gamma radiation that I got is making my cells break down. But when it passed on to you, it was it was stable, so you're fine. So I need your help to stabilize myself. And then because of the un- instability, he turned into his father turns into the uh, abomination. Bam! I just made a better story. Eat a dick, Ang Lee. All right, what would you so what change? I, what I would change is everything you just said. I would just I would say take De Quincey's storyline. Yeah, just make the father into the modern nature. You don't need the goddamn absorbing man. You need all that. And uh give Jennifer Connolly better lines, please. And throw in a joker. For the love of God, please. Throw in a joke or two. Come on, guys. Have some fun. Ah. <sighs> Anything else, man? Oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> one other thing. What's your grade? Scale of one to ten. Uh, scale of one to ten, two. But that might not equal a D plus because that's what I would give it on a letter grade. Oh, so. you want to do a letter grade? Because I can do either one. Your pick. You want to uh, do letter? Yeah, I'll give it a All D right. plus. All right, we'll do letter grade. Um, Goddamn transition, man. <laughs> I'm giving this an F, an F. Just <laughs> that transition, man. If it, like, oh, God. I mean, I should give it an F. You're no just, doubt. You're just a, a you, you rave with a curve. You're just a better, a better man than I am. Because I'm like, this is an F. <laughs> and I hated this movie completely. 
I should have. I'll give it a D. I'll downgrade it from a D plus to a D. Oh, you're such a gentle grader. You're a nice man. All right. Anything else, my friend? No, I mean, what did you think? I mean, I think it was it was a fun start. Yes. Now we just need to pick. Oh, where we go? We got to pick the next movie. And I'll let you pick this time. All right. Let's go through the list of movies. I almost want I want to do a DC movie, but the problem is they're all on um, DC Unlimited. Ah, uh, because I'll definitely make you watch Constantine because I, I know you haven't watched that one. Oh uh, no, I have. It's been however many years since it's been out, dude. Just when I thought Hulk was the worst comic book movie I've ever oh, seen. Oh no, Constantine. No, no, I'm not gonna pick that movie. I'm, uh, we're gonna stay in Marvel. Um, the ending to that movie. <laughs> sucked so much <laughs> I, I can't i mean i can't believe you mentioned that movie i almost blocked it out of memory until just uh, now uh, well we're gonna stay at marble we're going to go with i'm trying to i'm just trying to see what year this movie was made you want to take a guess on what movie oh wait this was also a 2003 film <laughs> Daredevil? Yes, sir. Oh, okay. So we'll be doing Ben Affleck's Daredevil. Yes. Okay. Wow, this made less money than the Hulk did. (laughs) Well, Daredevil wasn't as popular as Hulk. You know, you're right. Um, It's not popular, but I think this is a way better movie. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. Not great, but not great, still but better. But better. Much better. All right, man. So I guess that's all we got to say about the whole. Um, I enjoyed this. This was a lot of fun. Can't wait to do the next one. Absolutely. Um, so our, you know, our next podcast might be episode two, or it might be, we might be back to just the Q and A podcast. Um, stay tuned. You know, we'll we'll keep you up to date. But uh, this is uh, episode one in the book. In the yes. books for uh, DQ and Anthony's <laughs> retro review. I just call it the retro review. Don't add too much to it. All right, we're done. Finished. We'll see you next time, guys. Thanks for listening. And um, yeah, that's. We'll see you later on these tw- on these uh, podcasts and streets. For Anthony, I'm the Quincy. Later, babies. Yeah.